The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here. Um, I am still trying to get my guest on. She's having a little uh, bit of a problem uh, coming in, and uh, so I'm going to have to do some technical things here. So bear with me just for a moment, um, and I'm going to reopen up my connection here, and we'll see if we can get her in. Uh, Meanwhile, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you can do so, and just go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down right there on the right, and that's right, you can see the face is made for radio, and you'll see us going live right there. You can also catch out that live video feed on Twitter at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter. Uh, Periscope is setting brush fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B. Dean Sons of Liberty. We're on beforeitsnews.com, front page right there, and dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Uh, we're trying to get a connection here, and we may have to go to phone if she's unable to make the uh, the connection this morning. Also, Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.Live. Check us out at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media on either one of those outlets. And if you'd like to call in this morning, please stick to the topic. 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. And the phone lines are open for that. If you'd like to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. All right. <clears throat> While we're waiting, I were was supposed to be joined by Heather Hobbs. She had a little problem with uh, one of her little ones this morning, so we're patient with all of that. Uh, she's saying she's having a little trouble connecting, and I don't know why that is, uh, because this should be open uh, just fine. But in any case, if we have to bring her online via the phone, then we'll do that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about HBO's new film called Unpregnant. Okay, it's nothing more than propaganda for the abortion industry. They are failing. I mean, they really are failing, and they're failing so bad. It's kind of like um, when you have a sports team that wants to come into your city, and they can't make it on their own because of um, the fact that they 
sorry, I'm trying to do two different things here at once, uh, because what they do is they cannot simply get in to control their business themselves. They can't survive themselves. So what they have to do is they have to come on and they have to get the money from the people for the building. And then when they get the building, I can give you, for instance, over here in Charlotte, they get the building from the people. They get all of the the sidewalk, the sewer, the electricity, all that stuff from the people. And then they said, well, we want the naming rights to the building so they can make millions off the naming rights too. And what does that do? Well, it robs the people. In fact, a lot of this is nothing more than fascism. It's public-private partnerships. And Child Protective Services, as well as Planned Parenthood, as well as the federal government, have been involved in fascist group uh, conglomerations together. Uh, Heather has been on to tell us how they've worked hand-in-glove to rob families of their children, Planned Parenthood and, um, and CPS. And folks, you know, I said it yesterday. I don't know what it's going to take for people to figure it out. Uh, but we're having <laughs> uh, live radio. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know what it's going to take for people to wake up to what's still going on under this administration. Again, I said it yesterday. And the fact of the matter is that those facts are stubborn things, uh, Trump supporters. They, they really are. That the man who calls himself the most pro-life president in the United, ever in history, which is a lie, it's a lie, is continuing to fund the American Holocaust. He is. Now, with that said, we're waiting on uh, Heather to call in because I don't think she's going to get in here on Zoom. So I just told her to call in. But what I want to do is I want to um, take and give you a view here of this unpregnant. Okay, now what they are doing is they are taking a very serious issue in which a mother is going to take the life of her unborn child. And in doing that, they turn it into a road trip because she has to cross state lines. And they turn it into a comedy. Okay? So prepare yourself for this. This runs about two and a half minutes. And, um, yeah, I'll let it speak for itself. Fine, you're fine. You always use a condom, so you're fine. Hey, dude. (laughs) I've got this thing. If a young woman needs a procedure, is that possible? Where's the closest facility? There's an Albuquerque in Missouri. The law won't let me get one without my parents knowing. I know we're not close anymore. True. And I'm the last person that you want to help. Accurate. But I need your help and I don't have anywhere else to go. Go where? To get the thing, the the procedure. So you're hiding this from your man, your best friend. Hey girl. And your Jesus freak parents. And you thought, why not ask Bailey Butler to drive me hundreds of miles? Because she probably doesn't have anything to do anyway. Kind of, yes. Bailey! I'm just messing with you. You're right, I do not have anything going on. I thought you drove a Camry. Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico. 
be in Albuquerque by tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. No. And we'll be home Sunday evening. I'm setting the alarm for 5 a.m. Self-care, huh? I had to post something so people wouldn't bother me. Of course, so people wouldn't know you're with me. We both know you wouldn't do the same for me. You made it really hard to be your friend. I'm sorry that I couldn't be perfect for you ever all the time. needed you to be perfect. I appreciate everything you've done for me. You crazy idiot. That is so goddamn nice. Let's go. Got him in the bathroom. Why are they looking at the car? I see my mom's boyfriend's car. We're driving a stolen car. You don't help us out, we're gonna be in so much trouble. I don't think that this is what you really want. It's my life, it's my choice. Grab on! Hold tight! Grab on three! Trees go fast. And uh, there's that. And I'm going to try to make the call here. As soon as I turn this music off. I'm going to try to make the... Uh, it keeps wanting to replay. I'm going to try to make the call here to Heather. And we'll see if we can get her on. For whatever reason, um, she's she's unable to contact us by the regular phone number. And also via um, Zoom. Now we've got this. Uh Okay, so we're having just all kinds of problems. I'm <laughs> still here with this, so I apologize. Give me just one moment, um, and we're going to see if we can get her on the line here. Apparently, there's a problem with wanting to get this kind of message out. So we're going to give it a shot this way. Hello? Heather, is this you? <laughs> Yes, it is. Okay. All right. I don't know what the problem is this morning. Uh, Zoom seems to be working just fine, um, and the phone lines are up, so uh, somebody it's probably must... on my end then. Okay. Um, somebody must just want us not to, say... to talk about this. I'm yeah, gonna... I was going to say, if you want to send me an invite on Zoom or Skype, I have either of those. No, that's but, fine. Um, we'll, the we'll link just... isn't working. No, we'll just work it this way. Um, I'm a one-man band, so trying to pull all this stuff together right. during the show is kind of difficult. Um, so we'll just, we'll do it by I'm phone. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's not your fault. Uh, we'll just do it by the, this way by the show. I've got your picture up and, uh, everybody can hear you. That's the important thing. Now we just showed the, uh, trailer here, this two and a half minute trailer for HBO's, mm-hmm. uh, Unpregnant. And you said this is one of the things that you want to talk about and then bring up some updates of CPS and Planned Parenthood. So let's talk a little bit about this, uh, un- Unpregnant trailer this out they're promoting a a film that is making very light of a very serious thing the murder of the unborn uh not to mention uh the trauma that it's going to cause a young mother and they turn it into a comedy road trip um you know what are your thoughts on this by the way by the way let me let me let me remind people uh heather is a pro-life activist and speaker she goes across the country she's a a wife and a, a mother and she has a tremendous testimony. We've had her on the Sons of Liberty before. And what's, let me let me turn it back over to you. Uh, what's your thoughts on this unpregnant that's going on? Well, for me, this is really utterly disgusting. And I typically don't use the word disgusting. So for me to use that word, it's 
That means I'm very appalled by it. Not only is it encouraging these two teenage girls, they kind of do, you know, like this little wild spree. They steal a car. They go from the state of Missouri, which um, only has one Planned Parenthood left, I believe, unless it's shut down this year, which I'm going to pray for. (laughs) But there's a teenage girl who goes to another girl at school, and she says something along the lines of, you know, I need some help. Now they steal a car, they go across the country, they get an abortion in New Mexico, which you know and I know that is one of the late-term abortion states. And so they're, they're literally promoting children, teenage girls, to break the law and make it seem like it's this fun, joyous, woohoo kind of thing. Like, nobody is excited to have an abortion. You know, a lot of these women and girls, it's always fear-based. In this girl's situation, I'm a teenager. I'm still in high school. I can't tell my parents. A lot of the girls that I come across fighting for life, there's some sort of fear, whether it's ruining their body, not having enough money, or ending their career, all of those factors. But those are fear-based. And you and I know Satan uses fear. So there's nothing godly about this. And even for those who are more secular-focused, I think we can all agree that encouraging teenage girls to steal a car, go across the country, is really not acceptable by any means. I have four children. Three of them, doctors asked me or advised me to have an abortion. And with my third in a row, I really felt like God was pulling me to speak out on this issue. And my oldest, she's about to be 12 in just a few weeks. I can't even imagine her doing anything like this. Well, yeah, I, I I completely agree. In fact, let me let me take something a little further um, because you know you even mentioned godly. Uh, as Christians, we uphold life. We're called to protect it and preserve it. And what I noticed was there's there's two of these trailers, and I, I'm going to have to back up to one. But I want to show people this. Even people look at the ratings here. People see this. Now this is on the one I played. This is I guess the official one or something like that. They have 1.6 thousand likes and 1.6 thousand dislikes. I mean, you don't usually see something like this on videos on YouTube, especially that something that would be done, I guess, of the um, kind of quality of the filming or whatever, uh, if you can call it that. Here, now this is the one that I watched last night. Look at this. They have reversed. Mm-hmm. They have reversed this. Because this thing was not 35, I mean, there was a huge dislike here. So they've changed the numbers because last night I was really amazed. There was like, the, the, these numbers aren't even correct. There was like 7.6 thousand dislikes and 1.6 likes. So somebody has manipulated things here because when I watched it, I was kind of surprised at that because, again, I was I was thinking, okay, for who put this out and everything else, uh, you would think the the like dislikes would be a lot different. Um, so that one was a little off. But still, you've got a tremendous amount of people, Heather, who are out there. And one guy and the one that we just had up, the one that we played, what he said at the first was, he said, so the parents who do not approve of killing babies are somehow Jesus freaks because somebody said that, uh, that that was the issue. But a lot of these comments that I see in here are very positive towards being against what the message is in this film. 
Absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought that up because when I first saw this trailer, it was several weeks ago, there were more dislikes than there were likes. I don't know the exact number, but I I remember looking at it thinking, wow, this country is going in the right direction in regards to abortion. We are having more and more people that fight for or support life. And that includes atheists. It includes people that, you know, would say they're Democrat in every way except for with abortion. The science now supports life. And that is really what's hurting Planned Parenthood and these abortion bills across the nation. We are able to see that they feel pain as early as seven and eight weeks. That alone is a huge deterrent for a lot of these these young women and these mothers. They know that this baby's going to suffer. And then you add in the fact that they can have a heartbeat that's detectable between six and eight weeks. And we have more and more science that they feel fear. If there's a loud noise in the second trimester, you can startle the baby and they, they can feel fear for a moment. Or when a mother is feeling happy and you know maybe just elated, that also transfers to the baby. They share oxytocin. And so I try to tell people that with all of these scientific facts that we have continually coming out every year, you know, there's more and more that humanizes the baby, whereas Planned Parenthood has spent decades upon decades and millions and millions of dollars in advertising to dehumanize this baby. It's just a clump of cells. It's just tissue. It's not. It's just like a little blood clot. It's nothing. That's what they said. And safe, legal, and rare is where they started. And you and I know that it is now full-term, my body, my choice, on-demand, taxpayer-funded. That's what they want now. And that's a huge leap from safe, legal, and rare which also I would like to go ahead and note in the state of Oregon where, you know, I did reside, I've now moved to Texas, um, they have legalized medical euthanasia. It was initially medical suicide, but they expanded it to where the doctors can administer it via gas mask or IV. So that's no longer suicide, that's euthanasia. And people don't seem to correlate that if you cannot protect the unborn, if you cannot see the humanity of an innocent child, how do you expect the government and everyone else to see humanity all across the board? I mean, you look at some of these European countries that have medical euthanasia and you see children being euthanized because they cost too much money to take care of or they cost too much money to have that life-saving surgery. People don't see the humanity of the unborn those same people are not going to see the humanity in the elderly, the disabled, wounded veterans, people who are suffering. They exploit this fear. And then what they're doing, as you and I both know, Margaret Sanger, her whole focus was exterminating the black population, exterminating those with disabilities, and promoting this whole culture of women can have intercourse with whoever, whenever they want. And there's no consequence. Yeah, well, there was uh, Abby Johnson who also said, you know, they're, that, that women are told they have they need safe and legal abortions, and she said there's no abortion that is either safe nor legal. And uh, this is something I think we have to catch ourselves with, and the words that we use too. Oftentimes, what is unlawful is couched in legal language. It's not lawful; they call it legal. And the problem is, is that we have departed wickedly from our God. That's the one thing. Uh, but at the same time, 
we're we're allowing this deception to unfold uh, before us, and the people have they bought it for many decades. Now you're exactly right. I think there is um, some eye opening that's going on even among people who are not believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they're but they're seeing uh, because they're made in the image of God. There's just no denying this um, that they they see this is a life, and they it's within us. I mean, Romans one says it's within us that we know God is there. Uh, it's just men want to not honor him as God and, and all that they do. But I'm glad to see that there are people who are turning and they're recognizing, hey, this is this is murder in the womb. Um, even going so far as to proclaim abortifacients as a, a form of abortion. I mean, that's at least that's my view. If you even if you do it not knowing it and you're taking the uh, the pill or whatever, you're you have the potential to take the life of the unborn baby, even if you don't know it. And uh, so many women aren't told that either. Uh, again, they're told, well, this just, you know, controls your menstrual period and all this other, and it'll help, you know, so that you don't get pregnant. And then we've got all these other things. And then what we're finding out is the women are coming up with cervical cancers and all kinds of stuff produced by these kinds of drugs. In fact, you mentioned Margaret Sanger. Um, she and the women who first were working with Planned Parenthood, uh, many people have not heard that they were arrested because of the issue of, I think it was the amount of estrogen that they were putting in there, and there were actually women who were dying from it. So you're one of those women who speak out against that, and then you also come behind it and you give the positive side to that, that children are a blessing from God, they should be taken care of, and that we should come along. You know, if a mother's been raped, that doesn't mean you go kill her, that she has the right to kill her baby or any of this other. It means... The, the, the society around her should come alongside her. First, they should seek the just punishment of the one who did the deed, and then they should come alongside that mother, and instead of looking down on her or treating her as though she's a criminal or something, they should love her and help uh, to take care of her and to take care of her child. Exactly, and as you know, Tim, my eldest was conceived in rape when I was 19 years old, and I was raised in a pro-abortion, I don't say pro-choice because I really dislike that terminology. There's really, I always think air quotes around the, the word choice, but ultimately it's a fear-based thing that they're, they're preying on these vulnerable women and girls and even couples even. And me having a child conceived in rape ultimately saved my life. After the brutality that I had experienced in three days of torture and then also being raised in the home that I did, which was also, you know, abusive. And I had a mother who was single off and on. And she we moved all the time. We were homeless for a while um, and multiple different occasions. We wouldn't have power or food. And in fact, she surrendered myself and my younger sister to the state of Florida. But she ended up getting us back. Now, that experience should have been enough to break me. And I was at my lowest point in my life. I was deeply wounded. I didn't understand the magnitude of it. But this child that everyone told me I should be able to abort, that I, you know, I tried to convince myself, but ultimately I, I felt the light and love of God. And it was so hard for me because I was trying to dehumanize my baby. I had plenty of friends that had abortions. 
The famous abortionist Leroy Carhart, he, his clinic is five minutes from where I went to high school in Omaha, Nebraska. And everyone around me, everything that I was raised to believe, I should have been able to do it, but I couldn't. And I can tell you that there is nothing else in this world that was more healing than having that baby girl who's about to turn 12. She changed my life. She's the reason why I started to believe in God. You know, I I didn't necessarily not believe in God, but I never really thought about him. My mom, you know, she was into witchcraft, tarot cards, that sort of thing. And most of my friends were, you know, pretty atheistic as well. And so that little girl that was growing within me, I could feel God right there. And as she grew and grew and grew, it got harder and harder to dehumanize her. And I believe that's why Satan wants to be able to get these women before they have their baby, because they know once that happens, he knows that he can, it further destroys her. You know, that that grievous sin that she doesn't want to deal with, it's going to break her on the inside. And that's where you see some of these really super angry women, I believe, they're, they're just damaged. And so having that little girl, and then about three years later, I, I was baptized. And because of her, because of the fact that the man who raped me, he found me after I was pregnant and he attempted to forcibly end her life because she was evidence of his crimes because she was absolutely going to verify what I had said. And as he was choking me and I was about to go unconscious, I felt this immense fear, Tim. And you know what that fear was? It wasn't for myself. It was, oh my goodness, my baby, my baby. I literally was so scared for my child. And before I passed out, I said the first prayer of my entire life. And that prayer was, God, if you are real, please save me and my baby. And I promise to find you. And that's what I did. I was able, my, my baby, she kicked right after that for the first time. And when I passed out and woke up, it all hit me all over again. What I had endured, what I went through. And I remember feeling so scared that she was dead. And I prayed again for the second time. God, please, please make sure she's alive. Please make sure that that she doesn't die. And you know what happened? Something that should have not only ended her life, but possibly mine. She was totally normal, perfect, beautiful. And she she was a perfect baby. Even all of the, the nurses and doctors, they said she looks like a perfect porcelain doll. And now she is absolutely brilliant. She's the most Christ-like, loving, compassionate person I've ever met in my life, ever. And so a lot of people believe that children conceived from rape are inherently evil or tainted in some way. But you and I know that that's not true. That's right. However, that's something that Planned Parenthood has pushed, that these children conceived from rape. Oh, well, they could, they could take custody of the child. Yes, I fought to make sure that any potential rights for him was severed. And some of these women, you know, they, they don't have that, that ability. They don't have the means. And so that's why I'm proud to be a part of Save the One, which is an organization that helps women who've conceived in rape. Our president is a family attorney, and she is a child conceived in rape. But, you know, the reason why she was spared is she was born a year before Roe v. Wade was passed. So her mother couldn't get an abortion. And that's why she became a lawyer. She saw that 
when we have laws in place, there's going to be much, much fewer women that are going to go through with it. And what having that law in place, when we get abortion to be banned, what that says is as a society, this is unacceptable. This is murder. No, I, that's it. That's exactly right. And I apologize. Somebody, somebody was correcting me for saying, no, I agree. And I don't know where, where I got that phraseology, but I'm trying to correct that. So not, no, I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, and I <laughs> promised them that I would try to correct that. Um, it, yeah, th- this is, this is the thing is overcoming the lie. And some people think, okay, you people are just wanting laws in place to force women to have babies. That's not it at all. What it's saying, the law is there to say where you've broken it. It's just the same thing as when we say you don't murder. If you murder, you're breaking the law. Do we force people to not more, not murder? No, we have no control over that. People still make exactly. choices. People still make their choices. And so <clears throat> what happens is in these situations is what we're doing is we're really forcing those, the, those who want to murder their babies for whatever, if they're believing a lie or they're just, or they know what they're doing and they're just flagrant with it. We've seen women like that as well. Um, mm-hmm. We're, we're forcing them to choose either you're going to have that baby and care for it and love it and take care of it and do your duty as a mother, or you're going to be out there, you know, risking your own life even worse than you would be in an abortion clinic. It's going to be your choice of what you do, and there's consequences to what you do. Now, Heather, you also have an update for us. And by the way, I just want to hit this, okay, I, we, because we get this all the time. I had to do it yesterday with some things that we have with, uh, you know, our current president. And, and this is just to address a couple of ladies who are in the chat room. Um, under our self-professed most pro-life president ever, which is not true. It's just not true. Um, We have Planned Parenthood still getting 600 and something million dollars of taxpayer money uh, under this administration. And Mm -hmm. then, and that was in fiscal year 2018, 2019. And Planned Parenthood only does 40% of the abortions in America. That's all they do. And yet they're still getting that kind of that kind of money. And even by their own report, they said this is more money than we've gotten from any uh, under any other administration. And they murdered more children than that year than under any other administration. Now, that was 2018, 2019. This year we got the report. They continue to get six hundred million dollars from the federal government. And people try to. To try to um, walk that back and say, oh, well, that's Congress. They have the power of the purse, and they don't understand how our, con- our Constitution works. When they put through those spending bills, it's the president's job to review it, see if, whether it's constitutional or not, and veto it. And I've told people, he is not vetoing these things. Instead of fighting for the for those unborn Americans, he he does it for political expediency to sign off on it, you know, literally— um, I think during his time, there's been close to a million children who've been murdered in the womb. And I don't know how you say that you're the most pro-life pre- I, I realize he's done some things with Title X. I realize he's stopped the uh, foreign funding uh, towards Planned Parenthood outside the United States. But I don't know why it's easier to do that than it is to do it inside uh, the United States. 
But that funding continues uh, something that you brought to our attention. When, when did we first talk? Was it last year sometime or earlier this year uh, where you were talking about this, this, this teamwork, as it seems, between CPS and Planned Parenthood? And I think you have some updates on some of that as to what's going on about how they're basically trying to extort mothers to murder their children or they're going to take them. Um, they go they go in for a free pregnancy test or something, and then mm-hmm. parent, if they won't abort the child and, and give the, you know the blood money, so to speak, they call CPS on them. D- don't you have some updates on some of what's what's going on with that? Yes. So to to give a little summary for the other listeners, I came across while still living in Oregon three separate cases at the same Planned Parenthood. Now, what happens in the state of Oregon, it's the only state in this country that has zero restrictions on abortion. And in addition to that, not only, you know, as you just said, they're getting federal dollars, which violates the Hyde Amendment. Now go ahead and add in the factor of they have made all of the abortions free, in a sense, and you and I know it's not free, but that's how they advertise it, free through Medicaid. In addition, I believe they took the funding from the schools, but a few years ago, they had 550000 allotted specifically for illegal immigrant abortions. And these cases that came up, there's a Planned Parenthood in Ashland, Oregon, that's towards the California border. Right now, that whole area is on fire. This particular Planned Parenthood, the women would go in for a free pregnancy test. That's how they end up getting these girls and women say, oh, it's free, it's free. They go in and get a free pregnancy test, which you can get at the Dollar Tree for a dollar, 88 cents at Walmart. So their argument that they use to call CPS does appear to have merit when you go to CPS. They say, oh, you know, you have this, you know, other two children, two of them had two kids and one of them had three kids, I believe. They come in there, they've got their kids with them, they get their free pregnancy test. And, you know, those Planned Parenthood workers, they are like a, a dirty car salesman. I'll tell you, they push and push and push. Oh, if you can't, if you can't even afford a pregnancy test, you really can't afford a child right now. You should really have this abortion. You should buy this, you know, abortion pill or have this procedure. And they try to try to convince the woman. They're not saying you're going to be so empowered by this. They're trying to convince her that she can't handle it or she can't do it. So all of these women didn't specifically have no intention of having an abortion, but it kind of came along as let me go think about it or I need to process this or whatever the situation was. Now, within 24 hours to 48 hours, Somehow there's an anonymous call to CPS, and so the children get taken away. Now, a lot of people say, why would Planned Parenthood even bother with calling CPS? Well, here's the thing. They've got their buddies with CPS, and in Oregon, and as well as several other states, they can put having an abortion in your reunification plan. For those that are listening that don't know what the reunification plan is, imagine you had a child. And CPS takes your child. They have a plan, so to speak, on how to get your baby or child back. How does this benefit Planned Parenthood? Well, Planned Parenthood, if they're not going to get the abortion, 
they still have that relationship with the social workers. So the social worker can say, to get your born children back, you have to get an abortion. And in Oregon, that can happen anytime. So if they include it in the reunification plan and the woman's 26 weeks, she can still go get that abortion through Medicaid. And you know what? They have no intention of giving the kids back. CPS, they, they get a lot of money for taking kids. They get a lot of money from the federal government. I personally ad, advocate for a complete end to CPS. I think we need an entirely new Amen. system because this one, this one is corrupt. We need to be able to have a jury of our peers that you know assess these cases, not some random person who's got a vendetta that gets incentives for taking kids. You know, when we talk about Planned Parenthood, they are getting money, not only from the woman, but the federal and the state level government. So you have them getting money from all these different entities. And now, if they have a reunification plan that says the woman has to have an abortion, CPS is getting what it wants. If not, C- or sorry, Planned Parenthood gets what they want. They get the abortion. But CPS, if the woman still doesn't have the abortion, what do they do? They take the baby right after birth. So now they're getting a newborn, which you and I know everybody wants the newborns, and that gives them, again, more pool. So I've had, I've been reaching out. There is a woman on Twitter that I'm friends with. Her Facebook is no longer forgotten, and she really helps me find a lot of, you know, in these different states where we find that Planned Parenthood and CPS are working together. Now, some places aren't as blatant. And I still have people that are in disbelief. They don't think that, why would Planned Parenthood call? Why would, you know, CPS work with them? Well, it's really simple. Satan wants to take our children. And a lot of Christian families around the nation are being targeted solely yep. because they're Christians. Yep. No, that's exactly right. We Well, we see it uh, even with this current coronavirus thing. There's a targeting of churches. There is a targeting uh-huh. of families. I, You know, I heard... I spoke with our, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani, last night, and she was saying over in the UK, they're now saying that, oh, you can you can go to the you know the supermarket, you can do this, that, and the other, but if you have, where you can have all kinds of people around you, but if you have more than six people in your garden, and that's I guess their yard there, or in your mm-hmm. house, you can't do that. That's against the law, or that's what they're saying is against the law now. It's absolutely ridiculous. They want to attack the family in whatever way they can, mm-hmm. whether it's stuff like that or whether it is uh, extorting mothers to murder their child. I mean, I just and, – and the fact that it continues to go on, Heather, uh, without governors, without the president, I mean, this is law. They, you know, our founding fathers, the first thing they said that that a right that came from our creator was what? Life. If you can't protect that, you can't protect any of the other stuff. And the fact that they sit here and they fund it, they won't stand up to the court system that says, no, you have to fund it. Well, come enforce that. You know, if I was the governor of South Carolina, that's what I would say. Come enforce it. Because I'm not going to give, exactly. I'm not going to knowingly give any money to any organization that's going to murder children. I'm just not going to do it. And if that means the government has to come to a standstill and it has to pile up and people have to get ticked off to understand what's going on there, then that's what it should be. But I don't understand for one moment anybody, whether it's a governor 
or a president or whoever who says, I'm pro-life. We shouldn't be murdering babies. And then they signed the paper, they signed the legislation to fund the murder of American babies. This, it's, it's like they have this disconnect of what's going on here and the fact that they continue to fund. I mean, I wonder if Planned Parenthood would exist without over $600 million of taxpayer money going unconstitutionally. It's unlawful. That means it's criminal, people. Okay? It didn't matter if it was coming from Barack Hussein Obama, Satori Sabarka, or Donald Trump, or Bill Clinton, or whoever. It's unlawful. It's criminal. That's what it is. I wonder if they would even exist without that money, Heather. Do you think they would even exist without that money? Here's the thing. Now, we know, as far as this movement fighting against abortion, we know that because of the pandemic, they started losing money. So what they're doing now is telemedicine, which is basically they will mail the abortion pill so she doesn't have to risk coronavirus, which don't even get me going on that rant. She can get the pill at home. She can um, be on Skype or whatever, and that's considered the abortion they they want to get it in every state. There are several states where this is happening. Telemedicine, they're using uh, a Skype or a video chat, a secure chat, and you have the abortionist saying, okay, now take this pill, this is what you do, and 24, 48 hours later, you take the second pill, and these women just bleed at home, which, you know, if we are going to say that this is for women's health and their rights, we wouldn't be having them killing their babies at home with the high risk of bleeding to death or infection, et cetera. So to me, the fact that this is being passed all around the nation, that's really troublesome because I, I just can't imagine, even as someone who was in support of abortion when I was younger, I, I know for a fact I never would have justified or thought it was okay for a woman to be all alone bleeding. Now, when you talk about the president, I, a lot of people are kind of in this this middle area where you know they don't they definitely don't align with the socialism of the democrats but they also don't particularly care for trump or the republican party um i find myself falling in alignment with more libertarian views even though i'm not specifically libertarian because sometimes they support abortion but as far as being accountable for yourself, making sure your family is provided right. for, and not having as much government intervention or little to none. And so with President Trump, I try to tell people, he used to be what he believes was pro-choice. But it took a special friend of his, uh, I'm not sure if it was his friend's kid or whatever, but he was supposed to be aborted, and that changed his heart. Now, what I always tell people do is pray for our president that he will have a completely true conversion because right now he believes he's the most most pro-life president ever. But you and I both know that that's not true. And when we talk about honoring the law, you know, I can't imagine a law getting passed that says you can kill your neighbor except, except if they're black, except if they're an atheist, except this or that. And that's how I talk to people when they say I'm pro-life with exceptions. You're still discriminating and dehumanizing against different people groups. Exactly. I right. always say over and over again, I will not stop until my children can be raised in a world where we do not discriminate 
babies in the womb based upon gender, race, disability, or way of conception. And you're absolutely right when you're talking about them getting all of this money. However, we do know they're taking a big hit with coronavirus and they're scrambling because a lot of their places don't meet state guidelines with the outbreak. And again, people can't go to church, but they can go to Walmart and go get all their groceries and have it totally packed. Or people I've seen, you know, the so-called protesters, you see these riots going on. And my husband, he made like the best statement ever. I'm not, I don't remember exactly how he does it, but you know, he brings to light that here we have all of these people looting and attacking Christians, attacking elderly people in the streets. There's even, I don't know if you saw in Portland, but there's multiple homosexual men that were beat half to death as well by Antifa. And, you know, to me, I just keep thinking, if you applied the same logic, you can kill your neighbor, except then you're not fully pro-life. And so I usually call myself anti-abortion because I don't fall perfectly in line with the pro-life movement. And, you know, I personally, I want a complete ban on abortion because there's no reason at all that a woman should have an abortion. And I have several OBGYNs that are experienced that have 20 years or whatever under their belt or more. And all of them say there is no situation where a woman is in danger and you need to stop her treatment to go and kill her child. That That's not logical. That doesn't make sense. If a woman needs emergent care, you take care of that woman. Yes. Going in and killing her child only puts her at further risk. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly, that's so, exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I did it again. Sorry about that. Whoever gave me correction on that. I didn't mean say no again. That's exactly right, <laughs> though. It really is exactly right. Um, part of the issue you brought it up with um, the the even the homosexual men who were beaten in Portland. This is what I've told people. Even though I tell them what God has said in His Word, what God says is a punishment for that. I've all I've also said, look, any of these people that I've named off who do these kinds of things, whatever they do, I would go and defend them in those kind of cases. I would defend them against mm-hmm. tyranny. I'd defend them against attack. Why? Because the attacker is aggressively breaking the law against that person. They could be a Muslim. I don't care. The fact of the matter is is you, you would defend them. You would defend their life against the one who is being lawless against them. And so I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's a great analogy that you use for the unborn, uh, especially when people go to this uh, these exceptions that they give, because it doesn't make sense. But the, the only way it makes sense is that they've been propagandized by that. And you know what the reality is? They've been propagandized by the people on our side. That's the real sad mm-hmm. part. It's not the guys who want the, uh, what, what do they call it, um, abortion on demand. It's not those guys pushing that issue. It's, it's the people on our side that, that say they're pro-life. Well, I'm pro-life, but this, this, and this. Well, exactly. we're, we're either on that side or we're not. Uh, Heather, we've got a caller here. This is um, uh, R.D. Vesser, I believe. We'll see here in just a second. Um, okay. As soon as the phone comes on. Uh, caller, are you there? That's me. Okay. What's your comment? Well... Talk about founding fathers. I think you'll find it Jefferson and the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal before God. Now we 
uh, and in the Constitution itself, uh, and I might add George Washington himself chaired the Constitutional Convention. Very few people uh, remember that, but uh, uh, and even slaves were given three-fifths of a vote in, short, in federal elections. In short, if you own two slaves, they could outvote in, in uh, the federal election. Now, of course, there were a lot of ways of getting around that poll tax and all the rest of it. But don't sell us how the founding fathers short. They, uh, and about half half the uh, delegates at the Constitutional Convention, including Patrick Henry and some of the more famous ones, were Virginians dependent upon uh, slave labor for uh, cotton and tobacco, which were labor intensity, intensive. And um, uh, but for them to give up, uh, give their slaves political sovereignty, that was really something. Of course, uh, the election of Abraham Lincoln started the Civil War, and his. Uh, uh, and uh, we might add that when uh, our. Uh, uh nation was aware we were forcing uh, uh our way in in into the native american uh, lands and as a result they were recognized as sovereign people and they were given they weren't given a handout but they were given an exchange of certain of certain uh, uh privileges including uh, federal Food, federal medical support. I think you'll find that uh, don't sell uh, your culture short, uh, because uh, in in my religious beliefs, they they were very special people and belonged to the house of Israel. But anyway, I uh, thought I'd throw that out, and and I I would suggest this if we took a long haul picture at take. I think the national parks <coughs> ought to be first uh, uh, picked to, to Native Americans who can qualify for the basics. And those those uh, guides and rangers, and in fact, uh, put near all jobs in the national parks uh, ought to be reserved to Native Americans and um, first choice. But uh, whatever else, I, I think that there, uh, we have some responsibility because we, uh, of course, they didn't claim any uh, title to lands, but nevertheless, they were American lands. And back to land uh, uh, west, west of the Mississippi, a lot of that was recognized as Indian territory. Okay, so but, uh, what, what's your point? Or your point is uh, there was a respect for life in in this in these different things. Is that what you're getting at? Well, uh, don't sell your culture short, and do not sell the founding fathers short because they were well aware that. I mean, while Patrick Henry can talk liberty or death for me, uh, for his slaves, he did. Uh, uh, he didn't attend the Constitutional Convention, but he's the one responsible when George Washington provided him a copy of it. Patrick Henry is the one responsible 
for the Bill of Rights, believe it or not. And uh, well, no, I get uh, I get that, but I, I wasn't referencing that. I was referencing the Declaration of Independence. I wasn't selling anybody short. What I was saying was they their first right they said that our Creator gave us was life, and that yes. is if you don't defend life, you can't defend any other right because there's no rights to defend if if you don't defend life. I mean, you just can't do that. Uh, uh, we're coming up on the end of the show here. I appreciate your call, though. Thank you very much. We, anyway, hey, we, it's great to hear from you. Uh, we're, we got to close out the show here, uh, Heather. Um, we got about two and a half minutes here. Um, are there any final words you want to you want to toss in here in the mix? Well, you know, as your caller brought up when he was talking about slave labor, I have found this is you know relatively recent, but. I have found that human traffickers, they love abortion. Rapists love abortion. Pornography goes with abortion. Domestic violence, abortion. I feel like people need to understand that the greatest of all evils in this world right now, abortion is like the root of it. And then you expand it to all those other other evil industries, child sex trafficking, um, pornography and all of those other subjects, they all cohesively are, you know, with abortion right there in the center of it. And I always tell people that I don't just advocate for the unborn, but I am trying to advocate for all people, all of his Amen. children, because he has entrusted us to fight for them. And when we talk about life, liberty, the, per, the pursuit of happiness, you're absolutely right. The first one is life. And it's so simple, but man, Satan, the world overcomplicates it. They say, oh, well, there's so many situations. Okay, you know what? You always treat the mother for her health issues, but you don't need to kill innocent children for that. And then when we talk about CPS, again, another evil right now in this nation and the fact that it can tie back to abortion it's totally unacceptable so i would like everyone to check out an organization i've been really speaking out for called operation underground railroad it is a anti-human trafficking organization as well as checking out an organization that i am a representative of which is save the one we help women who've conceived and raped or their children and then go ahead and add you know the fact that Rapists love abortion. People don't get that. You could have, you know, that, you know, the neighbor next door who takes the 14-year-old and does all of that. And I'm not sure if you saw in California, they just legalized or trying to legalize pedophilia. Yeah, I, I was seeing that. Gap. Heather, Heather, we're, we're running out of time here. You guys be sure to check out Heather on heatherhobbs.org. We'll have some of those links to the other things that she mentioned also available on sonsoflibertymedia.com. We appreciate your support. Hey, even if you disagree with us on things, we appreciate you coming in. We appreciate the interaction. 23 hours back, back with you. Rotten at the Core Wednesday with the Common Core Elite Diva, Lynn Taylor. See ya.